0: yo welcome back to cracking the code thanks everyone for tuning in hope everyone is doing super swell out there the election is finally over so hopefully we can all kind of put that in the back of our minds and just uh relax a little bit because things have been tense but anyway today on the show i have my good friend brian aka buddy love brian is an attorney he's a criminal defense attorney and um i met him uh I guess two years ago now, I was, uh, living next door to him. And it was one of those rare moments where you actually become friends with your neighbor and start hanging out. And he's just a fantastic guy. He's a great storyteller. He's super intellectual, has a really big heart. And, um, we just, every time we start talking, we just, we just go, we just go, go, go. And, um, so we kind of do that here. We get right into the episode. Uh, there's no real normal intro. So, um, talk about a variety of different things. So give it a listen. Let me know what you think and um, please enjoy.
1: The idea of turning these mics on or whatever uh you probably get very different personalities yeah and that's
0: like kind of the um the reason for the space because i want people to feel comfortable that's why all this shit is here so that you know if there's somebody that gets anxious or whatever you can just keep yourself preoccupied but sure yeah it's it it's very much about like engaging with them like eye contact like listening and eventually they kind of like they forget you know?
1: Yeah. You don't want to come down here and there's it's, just like boxes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my studio.
0: <laughs> it's weird. Cause it's, you know, the intention for it was that, you know, if so, I, cause I, I feel like I used to be a lot more social, obviously COVID has impacted that, but like, you know, I mean, you remember when we were living next door to you, sure, we would yeah, just yeah. always have people over and sit in that room and just have deep conversations. And I was like, I should be recording these. But so that was the idea behind it. But I, most of the time now it's people that you know i i schedule it with them and they come over and it's you know it's like that
1: so that's adulting though i mean things like that so the word social is probably pretty dynamic in the sense that what it means at one point in your life means something totally different you know yeah and when we were little kids, being social is running around screaming. Mm-hmm. That's pretty deep back then. Yeah. I mean, now, if I did that now, I mean, that probably would be pretty fun, but yeah. people would probably think I'm crazy as shit. <laughs> Except <laughs> the people that you're doing it with. That's true. That's true. And depends. Well, it depends. Yeah. You know, and if I did it at a playground, I don't think the police would like that to me. No.
0: What's the quote? Um, I, I actually, I've heard it said many times before, but I just heard on Matthew McConaughey was just on Tim Ferriss's show. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, Tim Ferriss quoted it, but I, I guess it was, no, no, it was in a book I was listening to. God, I'm like listening to a lot of content, but this audio book, just about like, uh, it's about the human brain basically. It's kind of like a lecture series or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, he quoted uh, George Carlin and I didn't know he was the one that said it, but it's those that were seen dancing were thought mad by those who couldn't hear the music. And it's just for anyone that's an outsider looking into a certain situation, if you don't understand it, you're going to think it's crazy. <laughs>
1: sure. I mean, and even, and see, you could have the reverse problem too, though. Like, if you really think about it, um, someone could be legitimately screaming for help and you're like, oh, that's, you know, trying to understand. That's just what they are. When mm-hmm. in truth, like, one thing I'll say that I've seen a lot more since this whole pandemic thing is... Um, just because the homeless shelters are shutting down, or they have limited oh, yeah. numbers, Fuck, I didn't even think about that. Or the jails are letting people out, and mm-hmm. most of them have mental health con- uh, conditions. So if you like pay attention, there's more people just <sighs> desperate, kind of um, homelessness. Mm-hmm. You know, where not like where they're asking for a dollar, but they're screaming at a trash can or something, You're right? You know, just mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, that's the. That's the big problem is it's like that's kind of what our legal system does, at least in this state. Some states are better than others. They're like, oh, they have a mental problem. We'll either just put them in solitary confinement where they're in a dimlet room by themselves. Great for their mental health. Oh, God. Or we'll just release them. Yeah. You know,
0: one is, is getting them the help they need.
1: No, and there's, you know, the thing is, is like you'll hear um. Kind of naysayers below, well, you know, we're never going to cure the issue. It's like, well, no, of course not. But you can, you know, do something about it.
0: Right. And, but honestly, I think that it's, it starts with like the home life. I mean, I feel like for so many people, I was just talking about this earlier. I feel like a lot of mental health conditions that are, you know, based on nurture, not nature, because obviously there are different, you know, things that are, Mm -hmm. you know, biological, you know, you're born with, but a lot of the behavioral problems and, and mental health issues are, are created from their environment, you know? And it's just, if you think about it, like m- most of those homes that, 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 happens to people in, like there's probably a certain amount of things that are in common. And one of those is probably like the financial state of the family, like, like how econ- ec- economically stable are they? And then that causes a lot of issues. And then you get into things like the drug war and, you know, a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that like systemic racism is completely attached to that, you know? And if you're, if you're do, like, um, I guess it was like Nixon that he had, Like, I don't know if this is like, it was somebody in his cabinet after he retired, like he came out on record basically saying that, you know, the drug war was started so that they could silence a whole bunch of voices on the left. And like he, it, like pretty close quote him saying we knew that if we could associate crack cocaine with the blacks and marijuana with the hippies and like make it illegal then they could silence like all those people oh yeah look at
1: j edgar hoover Mm -hmm. that's a real piece of work um and and i think it's and when you go from a kind of political science standpoint the issue being is that we in this country we like to say that we really brought uh value our privacy which is an important thing is right. an important right but at the same time um if you're overly private then none of the real issues come to public you know everyone's yeah. in charge of their own house mm-hmm. now i'm not you know saying oh yeah government and community should just all own one plot of property and you live on it that's not what i'm saying it's just that as lives are more private um, it's easier to hide abuse. It's easier to hide yeah, mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a little, and maybe that's a silver lining. With a lo- little bit of a loss of privacy, um, maybe we are uh, <laughs> finding out more about some of these issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think some of it's a little bit of a um, overkill. Sometimes, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. things can turn into witch hunts. Right. But it's better than ignoring those things. But at the same time, it, it'll find a middle ground somehow. Because, like, if you think about it, the Internet's a new thing. Yeah. And it's, it's like, one of the biggest things that's happened maybe ever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say this hasn't happened before, but really it kind of has. If you If you think of the Industrial Revolution, when it first came around, it was... You know, we could pay a wage and the fact everyone can go, there'd be more jobs to work in the factory. But at first, well, we had a civil war, also because of slavery, but mostly a lot of because of uh, labor, you know. Um, And industrialization caused nations to fall apart and there was just gunk. And they were talking about how London was just so polluted, that you c- couldn't even breathe or anything yeah. like that. It's pretty terrible, mm-hmm. but industrialization was pretty awesome because we came up with things like, eventually, airplanes, the automobile, yeah. mass-producing the food. It just took a couple generations and some struggles and some really intense progressive movements, if you want to call it that. Just When I say progressive movement, I mean a movement uh, towards utilizing the new technology as an extension of self rather than a tool. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if like going back to that idea where you're saying about, uh, nature, uh, versus nurture, Mm -hmm. you know, what if it is more, um, I mean, nurture definitely matters. There's, there's no doubt in that. What if a lot of it is so tied to actual nature and 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 i don't mean like in a sense of like this person's evil or whatever but you are set in certain ways and like mackie said that there's only certain live or uh dead options to you Mm -hmm. if you were born danny mccracken in the united states you no matter how hard you try i mean you should try to understand but you will never fully know what it's like to be born in somalia Right. That's yeah, a dead option. Definitely not. You know, yeah, yeah. no matter how much you've been nurtured, even if you're raised by small I mean, you might understand it more, but like your brain is just kind of wired a certain way genetically. And I think sometimes with like what we're going through with the election, what we're mm-hmm. going through with social policies. And I, I'm not saying sit around and wait by any stretch of the means fight that I think that's what creates the system to be a little bit better but the next generation they're always already talking about um young children use the internet as an extension of self because yeah. it's they've always been with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I don't <laughs> I don't go out and learn like oh man how am I going to freeze my meats. I don't think about that. I've I've had a refrigerator my whole life. Yeah. You know? Um and I see it as an extension of self. Like if you walked into an apartment today mm-hmm. and they're like sorry you can't have a refrigerator here you would be like what is this yeah. even livable? I mean, people used to live without it, and I'm sure in the future they'll be like, "There's no internet in this building." They'll be like, "This is in this is what do I do?" You know, yeah. that's the that's the connection to the outside world. So I think some of these things iron themselves out in time, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't fight in a certain direction. And you know, you're kind of winning the fight when things look really dark. You know, yeah. it's kind of like um. I know I'm rambling a bit. But it's kind of like a, a video... We were talking about video games earlier. Yeah. It's like a video game, right? Mm-hmm. As you're fighting the final boss, and you're getting close to his health going down to zero, does he not get harder or more vicious? Yeah. and generally it always does. Yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing right now with the current administration and stuff. It's the swan son of a certain ideal. hmm And it's just... It's going out, cussing, spitting... And just really making no sense half the time. (laughs) But, you know, uh, I think I'm an optimist for once. Mm -hmm. I would have thought it would have changed me the other way, but I'm optimistic because despite what one administration says or one view says or what the media says about certain people, most people I talk to, even the ones that don't agree with me politically, are just not like that. Yeah. I'm not saying there's not those people out there. Right. Right. But they're definitely fringe. They got to be.
0: Yeah, they have to be. And that's and that's the media knows that, you know, if you're ever trying to prove a point or sway an opinion, you always show like the most extreme, which I think comes from the fact that like, you know, we are like we are still living in a fear based personal psychology like everyone has fears and like everyone is worried about the next threat on the horizon and whatever it is that's going to cause people to react a certain way. So when you shine a spotlight on something, it's like, well, that stuff has always existed and it very well might always exist. But when you're pointing at this terrible thing, you know, you're making people think like, oh, this is something you have to worry about. But like, for the most part, things that people are afraid of, like driving a car is more risky than a lot of these things. And I just feel like, in the two-party system it's just finger-pointing on both lines of like saying like what the extreme of the other side is and I mean I feel like that's that's changed a bit lately because I don't know for some reason politics have just pushed us into a direction of you know, going very far left or very far right, there's like not very many centrists left. Like there's this sense of aggression towards the other side. And it's like anybody, anytime somebody wants to make an example of why their policies or ideals are bad, they point at like the most extreme options. So like police, right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone is pointing at police and saying like, fuck the police, like all this stuff and whatever. It's like, you know, there there probably are crooked cops. out. Well, you know, there are crooked cops out there mm-hmm. and there are some that take advantage of their power and stuff but also most of them are probably good people and the ways that you differ from them are probably very subtle and minor but i think by and large the thing that's common for most people is that they're like i'm i'm not going to willing to be violent over something that doesn't require violence and unless something is you know coming against you violently there's no reason to say like you know i have to treat you like this demonized thing this threat that has to be taken care of but you know obviously You get these instances where it is happening, like, for instance, with the Black Lives Matter movement, like police, you know, whether or not they're doing it on purpose or not, the fact of the matter is they're fucking killing black people. And the statistics show that it's like it's very skewed and it's just it's like this this concept that once you know that that is what the enemy is capable of like on the right they're like antifa fucking antifa watch out they're going to blow up your car and like all this shit and it's yeah. like yeah but that's not everyone on the left and just like n- you know not everyone on the
1: right is like going to go like shoot people up and when and, you know i would say I, I i you know who i blame i blame uh people at uh, disney and i know that sounds silly <laughs> but like think about it like you know you grow up with the mentality that um uh, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people will hate me for saying this, but yeah, Star Wars is fun, but it's so black and white, you know? It's like, I mean, come on. It's like, oh, the evil empire, they're destroying us. What do we do? Well, if we shoot this little point, we win. Yeah. And then all the Ewoks are going to be dancing and everything's great now. (laughs) The evil Lord is gone. It's like, uh, okay, Uh, okay. Um, That's not how the world works. Now, are there horrible, horrible people. Sure. But the thing is is even the villain, um, in real life has a they think they're the good guy. Yeah. They have a justification for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's very few people. Very few people that are like, oh, I just enjoy doing this. You yeah. know? And I think that the conspiracy theory world has been like, Yeah yeah, but they're all in politics. Okay. Like I have a story that's a <laughs> I love the guy to death. He is Got a heart of gold. Looks like a mini Joe Rogan, Um, (laughs) and he is a huge conspiracy theorist.
0: I I met this friend. Yeah,
1: you know, home talk. Yeah, and I remember, (laughs) I remember we were at the bar, and this is before he got sober, and um, he was just this when we first started hanging out. This just shows you how resolute and how much people want a good and a bad. And they want to stick to it no matter if they are given different facts. Yeah. And he's in there, he's like, well, you know, it's just all of it is just kind of satanic. And he goes, It's all because of some. And you know, then he goes into like D-waves and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And he goes, and it's the secrets. And the people that know it are the politician and all the lawyers. And I sit there and I go, Hey, you know I'm a lawyer. And he stops. <laughs> and he's been talking to me the whole time. He goes, do you know any secrets? I'm like, No, I don't know any secrets. <laughs> like I like, you know, it's like, man, just I I get it because the problem is is if there isn't if the cloud is the enemy, not mm. the dragon, you know. Right, right. Then it's so much more complicated and so much more taxing and disappointing because the enemy could be the enemy could be your dad. Right. You love your dad. You know, I know I've dealt with uh, racism in my own family. And I know some of them are racist. Yeah. But they're my family and I, it's like I can't stop. Well, I can't stop associating them, but I don't want to because I love them. Mm-hmm. And I can't convince them otherwise. Right. So it, the merit of different connections and feelings and connections within all these kind of relationships is complex. And the problem... I don't know. I guess that's why religion says the problem will never be solved. And most religions will say that. Um, But you got to try, you know, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't really it doesn't really help to sit on your hands. But it also doesn't really help to just make it black and white. Right. And I think we live in a world where it can't. The Internet has shown us that it's never been black and white. And we have to. And and by that, I mean, uh, you know, monochrome, you know, just like evil and good and i was have train thought on that one.
0: Well, I mean, that's, I don't know. It's, it's, that's never really been the case though. You know, it was maybe like before when we were like hunter gatherers, like in tribes, you know, it was like, you know, you didn't have a lot of interactions between tribes in the early days. I don't think, I mean, maybe, but I feel like it was always like, if you're in the tribe, you're with us. And if you're an animal or nature or anything else, you're the the threat. But realistically, like, humanity doesn't have like any real threats anymore, except each other. And, you know, that makes it much more of a gray thing because now you're looking within the tribe and you're like, okay, like what, what different categories can you break this person down into? Like, what are your political beliefs? What are your moral beliefs? What like country do you come from? Like all of these things. And it's like, just because they're, view or perspective might be different from yours doesn't mean that it's like black like maybe it's gray because it's like maybe you do this weird thing but it's like what is their intention behind it like what do they believe that that means or or what you know so it, it it's it's just so much more gray and gradient than people have always acknowledged it to be. And I think that, you know, if you look at our storytelling, like books, movies, like all of these things, fables, it's like, you know, there's, it's always usually pretty cut and dry, like who the villain is and who the good guy is. But, you know, I think it's really cool that modern storytelling is now starting to acknowledge those like gray areas and Mm -hmm. with shows like Lost and like, um, you know, Game of Thrones you get into these nuanced details where you're like, okay, like, uh, you know, they display this person as a bad person, but then that person changes. And all of a sudden, you know, one of the characters you hated the most, all of a sudden you love, you know? And the thing is, is we, we want to view any, all these people as like enemies and it's like, you know, kill them, like, like throw them away, like put them in prison, like whatever it is. But is that like, permanent sentence you know like do we ever get a chance for redemption i mean that's what the the justice system is supposed to do is it's supposed to reform people you know and i mean it's supposed to protect us obviously too and some people are viewed as being beyond you know coming back from that crazy place where they're at but
1: well, I mean, it's that's why um things like um Game of Thrones were so was so good. Even, you know, the way it ended off whatever. But yeah. um Jon Snow is another good example because he's supposed to be this benevolent good guy. Mm-hmm. But in reality, um sure, his heart meant good, but until the very end, him not having boundaries got a lot of people killed. Yeah. You so that is an interesting thing. It's like yes, you have to be in the gray area. You have to be willing to be open to certain ideas, but you can't just be so open like Jon Snow because then you'll invite if you don't have boundaries, you're going to invite harm into your life and to those around you. So it's it is kind of that's, you know, I think that's why people tend to especially nowadays gravitate towards the ideas of uh, mysticism and balance that are implicit in um, Gnostic Christianity and Buddhism. Yeah. Because that's what it is, is balance. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like morality isn't just like <sighs> one size fit all. Yeah, not at all. But that's okay, though, because if it was, I don't know, it'd be pretty boring, wouldn't it? it I would mean, it, and, and not just that, it's just... <laughs> I don't know but because, but then some people would say, like, oh, yeah, murder's wrong. It's like, well, I mean, unless you're being attacked. Right. Or unless, I guess, you're fighting a war against an empire that's creating genocide of Jewish people. Yeah. And I, like, yeah. and I, those are obvious examples, but mm-hmm. then there's more gray areas, like, oh, to feed your family or, you know, like, yeah. And it's, and what I see, at least, In the legal world is I see, and some people might not like this, I think some of my conservative friends will dislike this a lot, Um, too much division of labor. And what I mean by that is too many people stuck in their own little departments dealing with individual specialized issues, but none of them are talking to each other, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I won't even use a legal example. Um, I'll use a psychiatrist versus a psychologist example i go to my therapist i talk to my therapist to tell them how i'm feeling this feels bad blah 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 and they think well maybe you should go to the psychiatrist psychiatrist gives me medication do you think they talk at all to each other no no (laughs) like they they have no idea like and it wouldn't take much no just some kind of little communication it's like uh oh maybe don't give him that abilify because that will send him spiraling even more you know Mm -hmm. um or, or something like that. And, and then there's a stigma too, you know? Like when I have some of my clients and I have to ask them about their mental health, a lot of them break down. They go, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. It's like, I'm not. I mean, like, I have to clarify that's not what I'm saying. Right, yeah. But there's a stigma to it. Um, and it's just like nobody's talking to anybody else. We're all just in our own little cubicle doing our job mm-hmm. while... Greg is an accountant in, in accounting, and uh, Tom is in marketing. We don't ever talk to them, you know. I mean, that's a business example, but let's talk on a political level. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm de- I'm defending people, and uh, there's only so much I can do. Yeah, and I guess I could lobby my uh, congressman or whatever, but I mean, there should be more of a, din- a, a direct correlation between the two. Yeah. Uh, I mean don't get me wrong you got to delegate duties but I think w- when you isolate duties that's that's a bad thing
0: right I think giving people like space to move around and like try different things out I mean cuz I mean you can optimize you know your whatever it is your organization your political system your company like by letting people like explore and learn like and they get a better understanding of how what they do affects other departments, or whatever, and vice versa. And then maybe they, you know, look at another department, become interested in it, and all of a sudden they're like, you know, I'm going to move into this department. And they get in there, and it's like, wow, they're so much better at this job than they were at the other one. And unless you give people the opportunity to explore that and communicate, you're never going to get that. But also, I think that, you know, monotony and repetition kill people. So unless you're like, you know, of a certain mindset that's like, I want to be a specialist, I want, I want to be, you know, disconnected and focused on my work all day long. And then when I'm done with work, I'm done with work. But like, you know, there there should be a lot more space for other people to explore and, you know, be allowed to be social and interact with each other. And it's just interesting that we're in this time when we're, quote unquote, most connected the internet and everything, but we're honestly becoming more disconnected. And it's it's just, you know, when you get into these situations of like places like work and school, you wind up in these scenarios with people that you, you wouldn't seek out, like you don't you don't choose who works with you or who your classmates are, but because you have to be around them, you get to know them and you can get a sense of their character and some of them, it's like, look, you know, that person is someone I wanna set a boundary and keep them away from me or maybe you see someone who's on the borderline and you're like, I wanna influence this person, I wanna talk to them and give them perspective but I wanna learn their perspective and, you know, with without those containers of randomness, You know, we would just try to select like everything in our life. Like I'm going to choose what to be around and the chaos of life is not present to kind of give you the shuffle that gives you perspective like from out of nowhere. Because most people are like, all right, I have these beliefs and I'm not going to expose myself to beliefs that are counter to this, you know, If it's my choice, but sometimes you get exposed to those things and those random environments and you get a perspective you never would have chosen to see.
1: Yeah. And I I think it's a lot like in those movies where you would see the guy diffusing the bomb and he doesn't know which wire to cut or whatever. I think that, um, you know, a lot of people say the Internet causes disconnection. And the truth is, is I think it can. But I, I think for the most part, there's we're finite beings and there's only so many wires we have. Yeah, and there it's that's delegated by our relative time on Earth, as far as we know. Yeah, so you can only like you know I like we were talking about earlier. I could spend my time being on Twitter, talking to these people, and it might be a meaningful conversation, or you could go down the street and talk to your neighbor it could be a great conversation or your neighbor could be a raging racist and yeah. try to kill you. You know, like yeah, it, yeah. It, it. it's really, and you're like sitting there like, which wire do I cut? You yeah. know? Um, and I think it's, it, it's ironic and it's a bit comedic in a kind of cynical way. And that um, <laughs> the desire to sell us shit has actually created the bubble. It's not yeah. like, I think I listened to a lot of my conspiracy theory, uh, friends and they say, like, oh, the government's doing this to control us. It's like, nah, dude, they just wanted to sell us more shit and accidentally went, oh, no, they're only seeing one thing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's really, if you look at the algorithm of the bubble, that's what it does. It's like, oh, he likes this. We'll show him what he likes. Yeah. You know? And it's just so they could sell me something. Yeah. And it's... And that's why I think that these things, they look inherently evil, but it's kind of like... Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's like not having safety valves or whatever on those uh, food processing machines and someone oh, yeah. would get stuck it in and they'd be like, hey, there's a figure in my food. Yeah, that's Tim's arm. You know, but then they put safety precautions in it and it's no longer that dangerous of a tool. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it could be such a beautiful thing. You know, like some of our friends, uh, so many people are like, oh, why would we ever want to vote? through the mail you know yeah and i'm like yeah that is stupid let's just vote online yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah let's do well why what just skip that stupid step right. you know the, like like what are we gonna use the pony express let's just use this magic machine <laughs> they're like well it's not secure i'm like oh yeah and that little like box where then you have someone like oh yeah this is definitely yeah i, I mean like that's any more secure and the, the truth is they know that they know that, you know, the, the Golden Shield program over in China can block Google from an entire population out there. And I'm sure they That's have crazy. some cracks in the way. But right. but they could implement that for a voting scheme. Mm-hmm. The reason they don't do that is because it's un- a lot like COVID. It's, it's unknown. Right. But this is more of a political unknown that is actively hurting us because it could create good things i don't think it the likelihood of it creating chaos is very low whereas like the likelihood of a disease we don't know how it works and wow that's weird that did that is way. i mean the negative is going to be higher if it's a huge outbreak but if we have everyone have a say in the economy wouldn't
0: that be huge?
1: I mean, that would be great, but but you know, one side's like, uh, you know, and I think it's more so the rural counties will be like, well, that would be the tyranny of the populous areas and whatnot. And I mean, I get it, but in really in reality, I don't think rural areas want that much different than what cities want No. of course they want education of course they want health care the differences might be they're like hey I want to have more guns it's like okay I mean like and others you know like uh, England's you know they don't have many guns in that country at all but like Mm -hmm. if you're on the farm I mean you gotta have it to shoot jackals and stuff like that I get it you know there's other ways to solve it rather than just like okay 50-50 the rural areas and the cities get equal kind of say. And it doesn't even pan out that way because the electoral system yeah. We're still divided upon lines that were drawn a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, it's weird. And that's the problem because we know... The, the issue is, like, when you talk to people, we know how to fix a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. It's just nobody's nobody wants to take a step. No one wants to do it. You know, I, if there ever was a time for a philosopher king type person to come in, it would be now. Yeah. But... <laughs> But we hadn't had one, or maybe we maybe it'll be split up over time, over a few people, but... That would be ideal.
0: I mean, you know, there's, there's just a lot of pressure when it's one person, you know, and oh, yeah. if you can get like a small grouping of people, it's like, it's the difference between like having a sports team that's like got this star player versus like having a team of like, you know, several that are like yeah, pretty yeah. good that's and they good just example. work well together, you know, and... But in order for that to happen, I think there has to be a lot more of a sense of responsibility, you know, in terms of our political system. I feel like it's this system that it's almost like Hollywood, like people view it to be like this world that they're outside of that they can't touch or impact or connect with or understand, you know, and then.
1: Which just, is changing now, by right? The way. It is. Because of people leaving. Yeah. I think it's. A, sorry, I interrupted.
0: No, no, you're totally fine. Um, but I just it's I don't know. I think it's we're starting to see a lot of more young people like pay attention and care you know and it and i think it's just because a lot of populations are in cities and a lot of younger people are in cities Mm -hmm. and you know um but i mean we're gonna have to do that because it's like until you disseminate the responsibility of that position to multiple other people it's it's gonna have to be well we have to have someone do this job you know and Um, When it is so kind of like, I mean, obviously, the money in politics is a huge thing, but also just the sense of separation, you know, and I understand security and safety, legality and everything. But um, what do you mean by what do you mean safety? What are you talking about? So, for instance, like with safety. Um, I guess specifically, like Department of Justice or not Department of Justice, but Department of Defense, okay stuff, I see what you're you, know? saying. yeah, yeah, and you know even even something like okay, so like the t v a you know, I mean, there are these you know energy programs and stuff, plants like different places mm-hmm. across the country that it's like, okay, this thing is not a part of like the Department of Defense, but it's crucial to our social survival, sure. like the way our society functions, and so you know, you're, you're obviously not going to be divulging like all the, the weaknesses and things. And, you know, if 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 transparency were there and we knew what our biggest risks and threats were and what our weak spots were and everything, it's like, you know, does that mean that more people would know it and therefore exploit it? Or does it mean that more people would have an understanding of what it is and the importance of protecting it? And like, it's hard to say what that is. And so far, it's just been, you know, let's not let the masses decide because they are not well informed and educated. But it's like. We haven't really had the opportunity to catch up to that. And especially in this country, like education is very much, uh, for the most part, I think you're often uh, kept out by financial reasons, you know, or, you know, sometimes social reasons. But Mm -hmm. there's this barrier and it's like, well, these people are never going to get the opportunity to get into those places of like making change and making a difference unless things change and like obviously there are, there are scholarships and you get these like opportunities where you know young people like say something and a video goes viral and then they can capture people's attention and it's like alright they're empathetic they're intelligent they're charismatic like but do they have a college education maybe not you know but
1: well I, I, I compare it you know I've been in to d and a lot lately <laughs> I, I compare it to rolling the, uh D20 you You're like hey I got a good education I studied hard I did well do I get a decent job? I don't know. Roll a D20. Ah, I'm one. Yeah. <laughs> right, you yeah. wasted your time. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Sorry. Um, do you know someone? Maybe roll again? No. Yeah. Okay. And th- that's the weird thing is, is that we were talking about earlier. We were talking about how you, I guess, off mic. You were talking about how you get your jobs and it's just word of mouth and it's whether you do your job and whether they can kind of like you being around. So trust you, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and that is an important part. And there are ways to foster that that doesn't rely on nepotism. Yeah. You know, and we have leaned on that system Going full circle back to the idea of private, Mm -hmm. you're in charge of your household. I mean, like a lot of individuals who are like, you know, my parents, um, some people I even know um, our age that are conservative, it's, it's not that they love Trump. You know, it has nothing to do with it. It's not that they even love the Republicans. It's just they're like, "How can I protect my own?" That's how their brain is working. Yeah, yeah. How can I keep my private space, my private space, and safe? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you and I don't want to say it's short sighted. I think it is personally sometimes because of my views, but I also see where they're coming from because, I mean, you get a lot. To, it's it's interesting because you can get um, there is a whole community. That comes from underprivileged neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and then if they rise through the ranks and they become rich themselves, a lot of them will become conservative. Yeah, because they, because in their ghettos, you know, in their bad part of town or whatever, they had to fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. They had to fend for their family, so of course they're gonna take that idea with them when they go up the ranks. Yeah. Now if they had a community and you had neighborhood police, which is proven to work, you know, because they'll see, you know, I don't know, Jimbo down on the street kind of dancing with his shirt off. And if a cop's passing by and he hasn't been in the neighborhood, he might, like, pull a gun on him and be like, what are you doing? Because he doesn't know this guy could be dangerous, Not right. even, assuming the cop's not a jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you're a neighborhood uh, police officer, you're driving those streets every day. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that's Jimbo. He's crazy. Jimbo, are you OK? Just dancing you know and like yeah. and the issues just it works they're like yeah and they know you too right? yeah yeah and that, and that's the interest like we have you were talking about those disconnections and i think the truth is is we've made connections to other people like i can talk to my buddy buddies in ireland whenever i want now right you know yeah. cassie's got a job my wife she's got a job where she does this um die program she's Top tier on that, and she talks to a bunch of people from New Zealand and yeah. Australia all day, which is awesome. Yeah. But the problem is, is you don't have a community, kind of ingrained mm-hmm. in the personal sense. It, it it hasn't. Well, not personal sense, physical personal sense. Right, yeah. Um, because we don't, you know, I know it's like you don't get to know your neighbor, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about being a part of your community. Yeah. Because we've all had neighbors. Uh, Us excluded when we were neighbors. (laughs) We've all had neighbors where we're like, wow, that guy's a weirdo or that guy's a jerk. or You know, like, no, you don't always have to know your neighbor. That's also how other crap happened. Like, oh, yeah, Ted beats his wife. That's what he does. You know, like. Whereas if you didn't know your neighbor, you're like, I'll call the police. He can't do this because Mm -hmm. you don't have a connection to him. So there's. That's a good point. There's always pluses and minuses. Like nothing like the second law of thermodynamics matter is neither created nor destroyed. And Mm -hmm. I probably butchered that. That. but it's the idea that everything has a result yeah when you do one thing you're taking away from some other thing Mm-hmm. it's I, sometimes that's better sometimes that's worse you know if i take two glasses of water i pour a little bit of water in that there's going to be less water in this uh, glass i just used to pour it you know yeah. that glass is losing out on water but maybe i don't know this is hold, this holds water better you know yeah. or something like that that's
0: a lot like i mean that I've, I always have viewed like life on earth that way too, like as being this, this container, you know, where, or like a pie chart, you know, and, and when there's more of us, like more human beings, there's just more, like less of everything else, everything else. I just watched, uh, David Attenborough has this new documentary on Netflix. It's called, uh, I think it's called a life on our planet. And it's, it's kind of like the movie is described as his witness statement to like everything he's seen about the natural world and the earth. Like from decades you know over 50 years of like doing documentaries and traveling the world and um he talks about like how much less like like trees there are like the rainforests are being cut down like crazy and um you know how there's much less diversity in the wilderness like we're losing species both of like flora and fauna and you know at the end of it he he goes into like talking about the um like percentage of mammals on earth and we make up like a ridiculous number it's like something like 60 percent and then the remainder is except for four percent as all domesticated animals for our food and you know like i think you said something about birds too saying that like something like 60 percent of birds are all domesticated and most of those are chickens and when there's more of one thing, there's less of everything else. There's less diversity. And like the same goes for the economy and money. And like when all of the money is being funneled into like one channel like that, it's like it's gonna be less for everybody else, obviously, you know, but the irony is is that they're never gonna use as much as what they have. Sure. And it's like why do you need that? But you know, people are like, Oh, I don't wanna be told not to do that and it's like I wanna make that decision for myself and it's like, Okay, well if parents like treated it like that way when they're trying to Mm -hmm. teach their children a lesson it's like okay you know what you're right i'm not going to teach you a lesson i'll wait till you grow up and you and you understand it on your own (laughs) it's like you have to have it put into perspective you know it's just i feel that the siren song of money is just so often the people that go to combat you know corruption and finance get just drawn
1: to it Sorry, I'm laughing because I just got an image of like Timmy's bigger than his younger brother. He's just got all the chocolate. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to tell him he can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> and He's like really fat and he's like, I'm not going to eat this chocolate. It's like that chocolate's molding. He can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he definitely can't have it. Yeah. But I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And I get that. Uh, that's why. Um, I mean, it, it, it's an inequity. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about taking equity out. We're talking about making it more equitable to work inside this world. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like how much money do the Waltons have? Dude. And how many times have they passed it through the family? That doesn't make them inherently evil. Right. I get it. I mean, you just keep eating and eating and eating, And that's just what you learn. It's a mm-hmm. game. Yeah. You know, I don't... It sounds terrible, but I assume it's similar. It's like let's use a video game analogy. I don't feel bad when I'm like just like hoarding everything. I don't feel bad for the NPCs. I'm like I'm just playing. Yeah, I'm just getting better. I don't care, you know. Um, I'll never use that, but you know, whatever, you know. And I think that's kind of the way it is. And you have to. The only way to combat that is, well, personally, you have your own battle. That's your own deal. And that's probably where privacy comes in. Mm-hmm. But you also have a community to sustain that allows you to do these things. Mm-hmm. And I know they say, well, you know, that, that community is there for the poor people. No. No, 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 it's not. Not really. I mean, when we're talking about history and we're talking about, like, crumbling education systems, I mean... I mean crumbling education systems, and then the, then they create charter programs they're like, Well, we gave a scholarship to some of the kids that were really good at sports, or we gave a scholarship to a kid who won a lottery one out of a million. oh great, you just took the brightest from them, you know, or maybe one of the exceptional from them, you know, rather than putting a school in the community where you can enrich everybody right yeah and and also enrich people in different ways, man, mm-hmm. like. And I think that's becoming more and more common and that sounds, I don't know, you, it's just people are good at different things. Yeah. And then outside of that, you're not your job. Your job is a part of your life. Right. And your job could be what you love. I mean, it's rare. My wife has found that, but I mean, it it doesn't have to define who you are yeah. as a person. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: There's a... Uh this line from across the universe that I quote all the time. I, I love it. But in that movie, uh, you know, it's, like, Jude, the one character, he's, like, the, the British kid who's gone to America, you know, and uh, is, like, hanging out with his new American buddy uh, during Thanksgiving. And um, he's sitting there at the table, and they're, like, arguing about, you know, what the younger guy is going to do, Max. And he's, like, his dad is, like, you know, you're dropping out of, like, law school? Like, what are you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And he's basically, like, you know he's like, what you do does not define who you are. Right. And then he's like, no, what, who you are defines what you do. And then they asked Jude and he's like, he's like, well, surely it's not what you do, but it's how you do it. And Mm -hmm. that has always stood out to me because it's like, it's like intention. And, you know, that's a, that's a huge thing. And I think that that gets lost with a lot of people. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, whether it's your job or your hobbies or whatever it is. And I feel like people so often, they either don't think about that or their intention is something that is just like not really benefiting anyone except themselves, you know?
1: Well, and, and not just that. I mean, like you were talking about, like sometimes you got to pick up your room, you Yeah. Know? Yeah. Sometimes you got to do a job you don't like for a little bit. Totally. Sometimes you just got to do it. Not mm. everything's pleasure. Yeah. And, and, I, and I mean, that's hard for me to, you know, realize and... But then you got to be careful because then you don't want to be in a situation where you really aren't working on yourself. And, and, you know, it goes back to the idea of balance, doesn't it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, finding that balance and it's like, well, people are like, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. It depends on you, you know, <laughs> right, like yeah. – um, i can tell you what about as a kid i I can tell you what it's not i was like you know what i should drink healthy i could drink this glass of regular milk and then i'll drink chocolate milk they'll cancel each other out (laughs) that's not balance you know (laughs) that's not how balance works right yeah you know balance is something that um causes you have to like reflect on it and um taking uh I was thinking about that it's lessons I learned or try to glean from my hobbies. Like, with like for example, D and D example again. <laughs> um, you have people have a set amount of skills with points in them and all that, and each task has a set of skills you have to have, and you get to add the points to that dice. Mm-hmm. And someone will be like, "Hey, I want to." jump over this ravine in the game whatever much like a child that's like hey i'm gonna try to balance on this beam yeah and their dexterity is like which would help them do that it's like a negative three so whatever they roll they're gonna take three off of it and if they get a low enough number it's not gonna work they're gonna hurt they're gonna fall they're gonna hurt themselves like a child uh, he just learned how to walk I yeah. highly doubt he can balance on that beam. So like as a like from like a parenting standpoint or from a DM standpoint, you're like, oh yeah, okay. If you want, you'll learn once you try to do that right. and you fail. Yeah. You'll learn. <laughs> and then they roll the dice. The child goes for it. Mm-hmm. Just learned how to walk. And you'd be damned if they didn't roll a natural twenty. Right, yeah. And the kids just like balances. It. Like, I got like in real life and you're like, Wow, my son just learned how to walk and now he's balancing yeah. and he made it to the other side. He didn't learn a damn thing. Right. Not to do that. That's dangerous. And it's because you don't get to choose always what you're successful and not successful at. They yeah. say you need to examine your failures, but you also need to examine your successes to mm-hmm. see like just introspection in general on your successes and your failures. Right. You can learn. I, I don't like I don't like that um Idea that you only learn from your successes, or you only learn from your failures. Right. No, you learn from just looking at all of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and sometimes you learn from just looking at it and being like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, I I I do think the internet has made us feel more like we need the answer right away.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
1: But we don't, man. No. I mean, we really don't. Sometimes it's like, and that that creates anxiety in us because, oh man, I should have the answer. I should have the answer of what I'm going to do right after school. Right. You know, I should have the answer of what I'm going to uh, specialize in or what I'm going to, you know, what's my major. It's just, sure, you can't just be lazy forever, but you don't have to have the answer right away.
0: No. And it's okay to, like, you know, try something and try it out for a while and then be mm-hmm. like you know what this isn't for me I'm going to try something else or right. maybe being in that environment exposes you to something unless it's where- parenting <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tried it out I'm sorry kids
0: <laughs> <laughs> when, I'm sorry I interrupted oh no you're to, that's the point of <laughs> it. but yeah I don't know I, I just think that um yeah I lost my train of
1: thought no I'm sorry no <laughs> it's totally fine I was just checking to see if my wife was still alive <laughs> Um, yeah no See, that's the thing. That's the whole idea Like with Taoism. It's the whole idea of the yin and yang. It's, <laughs> and, you know, I, I know it isn't meant to invoke that, but it is kind of like a noxious sound from the English language, the like, yin yang, 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 yang. Yeah. And, the, and that's kind of what it is sometimes. Like That's what the clutter we're stuck in, and especially in this time of an election. It's just this yapping back and forth, mm-hmm. and it does get sickening. And you do have to excuse yourself from it sometimes, you know. Yeah, take um, a break. And I think some people don't. No, yeah. on either side, I think either side. See, I said it, either side. But that's a bunch of bull crap. Yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> you know what it's kind of like. It's kind of like. Uh, have you ever been? Um, have you ever been to Zion or the Grand Canyon? Yeah, I
0: just went to both of those Like, those beautiful. last month. It was so amazing.
1: Well, you notice they had the canyons. Yeah. And what we're doing politically is like there's Cliffside A, and then on the <laughs> other side there's Cliffside B. Yeah. You don't take into account the beautiful valley in the middle. Right, you know, yeah, you're like, yeah, no, yeah. it's B. <laughs> it's like just not looking the whole time you're down in the valley. Yeah. And that's kind of like where we're at is like we're watching – luke skywalker and darth vader fight yeah and then if (laughs) luke skywalker wins everything's fine it's like no he'll become darth vader or he won't or yeah you know we'll be right back where we're at because people don't think that way and uh, i'm rambling on that but like you know that's why parliamentary systems are great Mm -hmm. it's not because like it's a more sophisticated more loving system. No, not at all. It just creates a multitude of parties of ideas mm-hmm. where they're all, if they, if they get enough votes to get seats, then they all have to come together as a compromise. Yeah. And so it creates collusion between them. Yeah. They have the to ideas. communicate and understand yeah. each other.
0: And, you know, that. And but so through that, it's because the, also those people from those different ideologies and groupings are like, Forced just like be around each other and spend time together like they're going into that valley the space in between and I think that So many people stay within their comfort zones like whatever it is like whether it be their social circles or like Their geographical area, whatever it is They don't go to that valley in between and go Mm -hmm. explore the unknown and so they view it as this 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 outside force or, or space and it's it's different it's evil it's scary it's risky, but it's it's not as it's not all that stuff all the time, and even then, mm-hmm. most of the time, it's a very just a small percentage of it is any of those things, and most of it is just new. It's unexplored regions of the map, and you just have to go mm-hmm. explore it and discover it, and then you get to see like oh, okay, like this looks nothing like the pictures. It's more beautiful than I thought, and you're not gonna feel that unless you actually go there and be there. Into
1: it, yeah, and like expose yourself and. But that's hard to do nowadays, too, because people are so passionate about. And it's because to take that Star Wars analogy even further, it's like if you just mentioned the word Darth Vader, mm-hmm. they're like well, evil, pure evil, you know, yeah. yeah so whatever, you know, but. Um, or if you just mention Luke Skywalker, it's like, oh, oh, rebel. You know, like, it It just, it's because these terms are so packed. Yeah. So, as just kind of like a self-help thing that I have tried to do that I think really does help, if you talk about politics,
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't mention those trig- uh, like and uh, trigger words. I know you should be able to say whatever you want, but those words mean so... Much in the moment Especially when you don't know someone So just start talking about politics Or, or a policy You know they say Don't ever bring up politics or religion I think that's dumb I think you Those are the things we Should be bringing up To yeah. really figure things out That's a good point And I think that If you're just careful with your words mm-hmm. and, I, and when I say careful with your words I don't mean like Censor yourself Right okay. Just don't use the like I, So like If I came into a conversation And I'm like I'm a borderline communist. Right. I've just shut off half the people in yeah, the room. Yeah, or if yeah, someone yeah. came in and like, Trump's best thing to have in no America. I mean, you shut off half the people. Yeah. But if you sit there and you're like, I really like, uh, I like the idea of collective organizing and the government being divided into different sectors based upon, you know... Um, technicalities you know whether it be this industry or this industry then someone would be like okay not always but it's more likely the possibility that they'll want to talk to you about that or like on the other side someone's like I believe that the free market is the best system because it creates the most sense of diversity. And when you tax them, you're making the free market, uh, stunt its own growth mm-hmm. and sure there will be some horrible things, but the system in itself is just as dynamic as life and the ecosystem will protect itself. Yeah. That's way better than going, I'm a, I, I'm a Trump support, you know, yeah, like yeah. you could sit there and be like, okay, I see where you're coming from. I don't have to hate you. You know what I mean? That's a really good perspective to
0: have, you know, and I think it is more important for people to talk about like the policies and issues Mm -hmm. that they're there for. So I guess, okay, so we could use a sports analogy again. Right. So like someone is there to watch a team, they're not wearing a Jersey or whatever. And you know, you're like, you know, what, what team are you for or whatever it's like oh right. I'm, I'm into that player like that player right there right. you know my team is this other team but i came to watch this player and they're like oh interesting like you know whether it's on their team or not it's like are they going to have an opinion about like oh you're yeah. good or you're evil it's, a good it's like one. you're kind of in between and so but it also means that you're paying attention to more of the details instead of like the overarching thing because it's like oh if I like this guy this person politician's policies or whatever then you're like okay I'm actually paying attention to the details like what they're doing so you can pick and choose you can say like I like this person's policies or I like this person's stance on this or that and I think it just takes you a lot further if you're Mm -hmm. having a conversation with someone if you can say like well this particular politician on whichever side of the line has this perspective or this policy and I like that like So for like, you know, I feel like John McCain is is like this good example of like having people that traditionally would lie on either side of the line, but have a certain view of him. And, you know, apparently he was well known for, you know, pissing off Republicans, but it's like he was a Republican and he was a veteran and like all this stuff. It's, you know, when you're paying attention to those more subtle details, there's less of this like just flying the flag of the team of, you know, whoever side you happen to be on because you're
1: like, I don't know what I believe, so I might as well... They'll be aggressive. And then, you know, at the same time, going back to the Jon Snow example, there are times where people, no matter what, are just going to be saying things that you find appalling and just, you got to be like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not having this conversation. And I think that is also, there's a lesson to take from that as well because... As much as we all don't like it, I I, I do think that's one of the better fundamental rights is that we all have the right to free speech because it could cut you either way. Yeah. So if you try to censor someone Mm -hmm. um, in their speech, you're trying to impose an action upon them saying they cannot do this. Yeah. But in reality, I mean, that is... It sort of infringing, unless they're committing a crime, of course, that's right. different, mm-hmm. but that's infringing upon their rights of freedom of speech. And you wouldn't want that done to you right? if the tables have been reversed and you're saying something that you think is awe inspiring. So what you do have control over is yourself. Yeah. And if you want to walk away from that situation, you can. Now, protests are different. You're not talking to a singular person. You're talking to an ideal.
0: Right.
1: In that regard, you have to kind of... That's a tricky situation. But, you know, at the there's plenty. Of, like, we had the the protest down here for um, the the, Black Lives Matter, and it was all high school students. It was not violent. Yeah. I'll tell you, I had a client that I represented that did some of the writing. Guess what? He was an asshole before.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, he, when he's like violated his probation because he was writing i was like yeah no shit that guy's a jerk yeah (laughs) like i don't think he was out there to help anyone but but caused chaos you know and and that's what we have to learn and it, it becomes that again you know it's like you know i don't know it's like all sto- Star Wars example: All stormtroopers are the same. You know, right. they don't have any thought. You yeah, don't think yeah. there's some stormtroopers that's like, "I don't really like how if we screw up, Darth Vader just comes down and kills one of us." Yeah. Do you think yeah. that's a bad idea? <laughs> well, what are we gonna do? Join the rebels? I can't do that. I got a family, man. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. But no, they're all just shoot them. It's fine. You yeah. know, like it's just. There's a lot of gray areas, but, but then again, you know, we're going, it just keeps coming back to one area. It, it's balanced. You got to have boundaries, mm-hmm. but you also got to be understanding, too. Yeah. And I think people are becoming more and more understanding. I think right now it's a little, people are on edge about They're everything.
0: because there's just a lot going on right yeah. now.
1: And there's a lot. So, like all the things. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's all the things. But, you know, I. The truth is, you know, you see all the stuff on 2020 worst year ever. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I. it was different. It was weird. And some people probably had worse years than others, but yeah. it's okay in some ways too. Yeah. I've had some good,
0: you know, exp- I've had some great experiences and memories this mm-hmm. year, like good, good growth. I mean, there's going to be change no matter what. Sure. So it's like, you know, you, you figure out what to do with it. Like some changes you get to decide, but frequently in life, just, chance or nature or the universe is going to make some decisions for you and then it's like all right like how do i react to that do i say no i wasn't ready for that or you didn't tell me you were going to do that or sure. you just say like okay you know what like time for something different time for something new you know
1: yeah <laughs> and, and it gets weird when it you know you're in a weird point in a country's history when conspiracy theories become abundant yeah. and don't get me wrong i think some uh thing like you know, the Bayotanka, the uh Martin Luther King assassination. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some things in our history that's like, well, what well, what you know, and maybe even the Kennedys, that's a heated one. But you know, like there sure, there's certain things that need to be asked and questioned, but uh you know the government's full of pedophile rings that's drinking children's blood and you're spreading right. that I mean, dude, that's just There's too many malleable, but like I said, that's going back to the, like, they're the Darth Vader, you know, they're pure evil, there's nothing else, and you know what, if there is someone who is doing that, they're horrible, they should be locked up, you know? Um, One thing that I get from some of my family members that are, they cherry pick, like, with the whole protest and... In some places, riots and all that stuff. They'll send me a picture of like some lady as a kid's taking communion and she's part of the Black Lives Matter. And she comes up and just jacks the kid in the face. And it's like, you support this? No. no i don't think anyone supports that that's not cool at all you know i mean just like you shouldn't support if a police officer someone's got their hands up and he's like tasing them constantly you know it's just no you have to think of it on an individual level Mm -hmm. the scary thing is though when you look at these protests now i don't know if they have the same effect as they used used to yeah, it's, it kind of weird. scares me.
0: And I and I can't figure out if it's like the the methods or the message or if it's like, oh wait, like we really are like losing our grip as a majority to make a difference. And yeah. you know, I mean that's that's kind of getting into like matrix esque concepts, you know, like you know, the the interior part of like the government and the wealth system has all these systematic things. They're gonna have all these crazy tools and technologies and things and you know as long as they get to keep what they want, like what does it matter to them if it's like less humans and I don't know, it's just a scary thought. Like, okay, Amazon, right? Like the the concept yeah. that Yang had of putting a, a, a robot tax yeah. on there. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's like, they're eventually going to get to the point where like most of the company, even though it's going to be huge and, and be everywhere, is going to be computerized and roboticized. And then it's like, OK, so like now what can we do against that? You know, I mean, if we had a civil war right now, the military, I mean, it doesn't matter how many oh, people yeah. take up personal <laughs> arms. It's no. like, OK, bro, they got tanks and drones and fucking nuclear missiles.
1: Well, I th- th- yes, I agree with you on that from the standpoint of I need my firearm for to protect my freedoms. But I mean, like Tenement Square. You know the full story behind that mm-hmm. one? So there's the iconic picture with the guy holding the bags and someone takes them. Who knows what happened to that guy? Um, but we're not really told kind of the rest of the story was the fact that China, um, China, uh, <laughs> at first um, told the military down in the south in the region where this uh issue was happening just upright well, whatever you want to call it, um assertion of rights, I would say. But um they told the military to start taking these people out and dispersing them and if even by violent means. And these people were part of the community. Jeez. These people were family members and they said no. So they had to bring military from all the way up in northern China to come wow. all the way down. So, there is still that yeah, I mean, I mean there will there's no skynet yet, right. There's yeah, still I people know. that are like, this is my street. I know mm-hmm. him, but then again, you have situations like uh Nazi Germany, yeah, where people turn it, it, it it's when people get desperate is when it gets you know confusing because like it's it's really creepy, man, like if you talk, I don't know if you've ever talked to an old, old German person. That was actually around like a child during like the Third Reich. I don't know if I have. I've talked to one, and they're like, "Yes, Hitler was horrible. He was a horrible man, and the things he was doing were not good." Mm -hmm. But I remember that we had no food, and then when Hitler came into power, we had food. You know, it's like oh, and the same thing with Putin. Mm -hmm. You talk to some of the people that were around after Putin, uh, before Putin, they're like gains were crime families were ruling the street and it was chaos and they were taking whatever they wanted and no one had a secure job, couldn't even get bread. Right. Then Putin came in, he kind of fixed it all.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a situation where, you know, it's they're like, well, yeah, that part of it sucks, but, you know, this part of it is what is most important yep. to me right now. And, I mean, that's the thing is, like, politicians have a sneaky way of doing that. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and it, you just... It's a scary, it's a scary notion, man. Well,
1: and I know, uh, closing up on time, but that's why the story of George Washington is a real good one. And I think it's Mm -hmm. by accident. I don't think it's altruism. I think he just hated being president. Mm -hmm. But he could have become king of America. Yeah, but he didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. After he started and got the country running with a bunch of the other forefathers, he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm done." Yeah, and I think sometimes that is. What we need to learn as we get older too. There's a time to bow out and let the next generation take hold. Yeah,
0: you either. It's your
1: turn. You I, know.
0: I I I, would, I think I quoted <laughs> this on uh, the last episode too, but that Dark Knight quote: "You either, you either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain." Oh, absolutely. So, you know, definitely there. There's a sense of like you know we have to recognize that everything is impermanent, you know, mm-hmm. and there there has to be there's going to be that change, like whatever that constant is, whether it be like your position in life or society, like it's not always going to be the case. And are you going to choose the time and the terms of that change? Or are you going to allow the chaos of existence to do it for you? And, you know, you can choose to bow out with honor and integrity, or you can just get devoured by just randomness.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's a sad thing, but And it's not always that, you know, I don't know, only the good Die Young, you know, the Billy Joel song. I mean, it's because that's how you remember them. Yeah. You know, you don't remember them, how they faded away. But Mm -hmm. uh, there's something to being, (laughs) there's something sexy about being a martyr. Yeah. yeah. You know, because you're like, I mean, I remember when I was a little kid and you're, When I was a little kid, like, you know, getting older, like 12 or whatever, you tell stories and you're like, oh, yeah, but I want to be the hero that sacrifices myself for everyone. It's (laughs) like in reality, that's pretty, whoa. But it's because being a martyr is at least you feel in your last moment that you made your mark. Mm -hmm. But sometimes making your mark is different. It's pacing. Mm-hmm. It's not as sexy as like I I came in like let's use Star Wars I came in like Han Solo at the last second and saved Luke. Yeah. Sometimes it's like what was his name uh, Admiral Akbar or yeah. whatever. Yeah. He's like I've been part of the resistance forever and I've got all this information. I think he's a real hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luke <laughs> came in and shot down the Death Star, but that guy just he found the plans. He got all you know. what yeah, I mean yeah. like and you know he it's just you got to know that. 16-stick time. Yeah. Absolutely. And we've got plenty of time. We're not going anywhere. COVID, <laughs> even if Trump got reelected or Biden gets elected, the world's going to keep going. It is. It just is. And we'll be all right.
0: And we will. Well, that sounds like a great note to end on, man. So,
1: all right, man. Thanks for having me, dude, buddy.
0: Thanks so much for, for doing this. I'm yeah. so sorry that things didn't work out with the last recording. but That's cool, man. things have worked out. I'm, I'm glad that uh we were able to do this. So hopefully we can do it again. Absolutely. Right on. All right. right. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.